0: with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. I am your host Christine Blasdale. This program is intended to bring you a fresh perspective on this thing we call life. And in each and every episode, we're going to dive into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as business, health, wealth, love, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide on this epic adventure and as we embark on this journey our ultimate goal is going to be one of transformation to our highest potential and now let's get out of the box hello everyone and welcome back to out of the box with christine i am your host christine Blazdale. And I I have been looking forward to this show for some time. My guest today is the incredible David Getoff, who is a board-certified traditional naturopath and board-certified nutritionist. He's an internationally recognized expert in nutrition, diet, the use of supplements, and detoxification. And right about now, I don't know about you, but I, we've been talking about the quarantine 15 and so <laughs> David, I need your help today. I think we all need your help today. Welcome to Out of the Box, David.
1: Thank you. My my pleasure to be here. Anytime I can educate the public, I am always happy.
0: Well, first of all, before we before we jump into my needs <laughs> and so many others about this weight gain, uh, which I know I know has a bit to do with stress, but I also know it has to do with what I'm consuming and what millions of other people are consuming. Um, why don't you tell our wonderful listeners and our viewers how you got started um, in this field of becoming, well, you're a naturopath and also a nutritionist. How, how did you get started in this? Or have you always been interested in, in diet and uh, in health and wellness?
1: I was always interested. Um, I mean, I read a whole bunch of books when I was a kid, which is a couple days ago since I'm 68 now. And uh, most of the people that I've met, which is actually interesting, most of the people I've met that are in any holistic profession. So we're talking about acupuncturists, herbalists, naturopaths, clinical nutritionists, homeopaths, and I can keep on going. Just about every single one that I've met got into their field because nobody else was able to help them with some sort of condition that they had. And then they found this person in this field, and all of a sudden, somebody was able to help them. And it got them interested, and they uh, they went into uh, holistic medicine or health and nutrition for that reason. I had no such thing happen. Uh, I was healthy as a kid. I didn't have any major problems. Uh, I wasn't introduced to any of this stuff, except that I was reading books, uh, Adele Davis's books, and... Uh, Oh, let's see, a couple different magazines, uh, Let's Get Well, um, and uh, Rodale Presses, you know, Rodale's uh, had two or three different magazines, Prevention Magazine, which now I wouldn't recommend anybody because it's filled with pharmaceutical advertisements. Mm -hmm. I guess they had to do that to stay afloat. But I just got interested. And one day, uh, I took a look at a college catalog from the New School for Social Research in New York, and somebody was doing a 16-week course called Nutrition Against Disease, it was a medical doctor. It looked interesting, and so I signed up for it as non-credit, and uh, it really got me very interested. He was, he was treating all these different patients with all sorts of different conditions, and predominantly he was doing nutritional changes, diet changes, supplements, uh, hair analysis, blood testing, urinalysis. I said, wow, that, that looks like it would be fun. He was a good teacher. He let us run tests on ourselves during the 16 weeks, so when he was covering a specific thing, such as hair analysis, we could be looking at our own tests. And uh, I think that was a good part of what got me interested in saying, I want to do that. And it wasn't that I want to do it pro- as a profession. It was I want to learn how to do that so I'll have the knowledge. And so I started reading more and going to some lectures and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without ever thinking that this was gonna be an occupation. I was a paste up artist for a printer and I ran a scuba diving school for three years and taught scuba diving. And uh, I was a licensed locksmith and I was, an elic- I was an electrical technician and I could keep going. I mean, I've done so many different things in my life. Same. and never thought I would do this professionally. And yeah, and, and then uh, over a period of years, I helped a bunch of people get well from conditions that they weren't supposed to be able to get well from. And I went, you know, I think that's what I want to do for a living. And so I went looking for credentials that I could get and what other schooling I needed. And I changed occupations. And I've been doing nothing but this now for close to 30 years.
0: Oh, wow. For 30 years. So you've been in this field, yeah, long before um, a, a lot of the, the newbies have come in and, and jumped on the bandwagon. And I want for those, well, for those that are listening to the podcast, the audio podcast, um, you can hear David absolutely fine for those that are watching the, the video, we, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of a lag and I know that's because there's, there's a reason behind that. And, um, and it's something that we should really pay attention to because while I, my video is all smooth and that's because I'm surrounded by, uh, wifi, David, uh, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about the technology that you have in your home and, and why?
1: Well, I wanted everything to be corded because uh, I don't want to increase my risk of any neurological disease, any autoimmune disease, any inflammatory disease, or cancer. And therefore, I don't have Wi Fi. I don't have cordless phones. Uh, I own a cell phone. I haven't had it on me probably for three months. Uh, I only use it if I'm traveling out of town, and even then, I don't use it. And so everything had to be corded. And I happen to be at the end of a private road where the cable company can't doesn't come this far they, they said well we'll come there uh, if you pay fifteen thousand dollars and put up another pole we'll connect you to cable well i wasn't going to spend 15 grand to get connected to cable uh, and the uh at&t said well we don't have a fiber optics network close enough to you so you'd have to be on regular phone line uh, and so i have the best fastest satellite dish that exists it's made by HughesNet, and there's something called latency Latency is the time it takes for the signal coming from my mouth and my face, going to the camera, going all the way up to the satellite, and then from the satellite back to you. And that ends up being, it's a small number, it's like 400 microseconds, uh, but that's enough for a difference. And, And almost everybody that's watching us or listening to us, I guarantee if they watch the news on any television station they've often, not always, but they've often seen somebody saying, and now we're going to so-and-so who's on the scene. Maybe there's an accident or something going on. And when that person comes up, that, that additional uh, man or woman newscaster comes up, they're sitting there, just standing there, and they don't even know that we can see them yet because of the latency. That, and all of a sudden, they realize they're on camera and they start talking. So that's the kind of time delay That you and I have to deal with because it's not just going to me and then I'm talking and giving you a newscast. We're going back and forth, so we get to see it over and over again. But that's the reason for it.
0: And uh, the health implications because so many of us, you know, let's 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 be honest. uh, So many of us do have Wi-Fi in our homes. Sometimes the routers are very close to uh, to us uh, near our beds. We many walk around with this. On them personally, and what do you um, what what do you say to, to to those and I'll include myself that are surrounded in Wi-Fi and is it is it RF is it is it the RF or the um, radio frequency or is it something else that we need to be a little bit aware of?
1: Turns out there are actually four different things that we can test for, uh, and they all need different meters. Uh, probably the worst one for most people, because it's a transmission technology, in other words, they're trying to transmit, is the radio frequency of microwaves. Microwaves, they're in your microwave oven, of course, although I don't own a microwave oven because it hurts your food, and I don't like damaged food, uh, but it's microwaves. So microwaves are cell phones, uh, cell phone antennas, even if you don't use a cell phone, there's an antenna outside somewhere, and it's you know, producing microwaves in your house. Uh, Your own microwave, if you have one of the digital electric meters on your house, which uh, they call smart meters, uh, those are sending microwaves into you. If you are using Wi-Fi in your house, as far away from your Wi-Fi router as you would be able to connect to it, with most routers, that's anywhere between 100 to 300 feet, it is hurting you. If you have a cordless telephone, as far away as you would be able to take one of the, the phones and be able to use it, it is hurting you. And if somebody wanted to uh, uh, take a look at that, uh, there are a number of different meters out. Most of them are pretty much garbage. Uh, This is the least expensive, really good one. Let's see if I can get this on camera. Yeah, there we go. Uh, It's the Safe and Sound Pro from Safe Living Technologies. And if we turn that on, it will show you, see if we can get this to, uh, there we go. It will show you the amount of uh, microwatts per square meter that it sees in here uh which is about 50 and that's coming in from some outside antennas if i had a cell phone uh within a couple feet of this instead of reading 50 it would be reading somewhere between 50,000 and 100,000 and that's not good for you what? so people don't realize the difference so somebody yeah so what i usually do is when a patient is coming in i have a closed circuit tv set so i can look up and i can see that they've driven up they've parked outside my office and I grab that meter, I put it on my desk a couple of feet away from me and I turn it on. And then when they walk in the door, it jumps up. And instead of being at, you know, 30 or 40, it jumps up to maybe 50,000. And they hear it because I have the speaker on it. You can have them turned on or turned off, I have yeah. the speaker turned on. As they walk in the door, it starts yeah. streaming bloody murder. And somebody looks at me and says, David, what, what's making all that noise? And I go, oh, that's your cell phone, or that's your Apple Watch, or that's your Fitbit, or that's your tablet. And they go, no, 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 on your desk. I go, <laughs> on my desk. That's been nice and quiet. <laughs> it's been nice and quiet until you walked in the door, because it was registering about 30 microwatts, and now it's registering 30 or 40 or 50,000. And that opens a discussion. And then I bring it up, and I put it you know, next to their Apple Watch or Fitbit. And then you hear the fact that they're going, bing, 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 bing. And what the experts have shown us is that the pulse is far more dangerous than a steady field. So the ones that are pulsing, which is most of them, are even worse for you. And so I opened it up as a discussion Uh, about uh, eight months ago or so. I was at the EMF conference. They may still have some of the information online. It was EMF conference. either .com or .org, I don't remember. And they, they may still have the stuff up there. You may even be able to buy the rights to watch the, the presentations. What I thought was interesting is here we have the public that assumes that if any of this stuff was really bad for us, our government it, would have protected it wouldn't us sell it to and us. said you can't have it out there. Wrong. Right. They don't realize that this stuff has been studied. Yep, They're very dangerous and they don't know it. But what I thought was the most interesting part of the entire conference was just a little tiny snippet that they announced to us before the conference started, about six months before when I signed up, it was announced at a conference I was at that this conference was coming up and that they, was ha- they were having a hard time finding a place to house the conference. Because as they contacted all of these PhD research scientists in different countries all over the world, in Europe, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Israel, uh, and say, look, we're having this international conference on all of the research on electric and electromagnetic fields. We would like to pay to fly you in to be one of the presenters because you're one of the PhD research scientists. A number of these scientists said we would be more than happy to present to your big room full of three or 400 health professionals. However, we will not lecture in a lecture hall that has Wi-Fi, and we will not sleep in a hotel that has Wi-Fi. So if you can find a hotel and a lecture hall where if we bring in a meter, there's no Wi-Fi signal, we will happily let you fly us in to do that. And so here are the people that are doing the research won't even be paid to come in and tell us about it if they have to sleep in a room with Wi-Fi in the hotel. So they had to find a place that was willing to turn it all off for the four days of the conference.
0: Wow. That's how bombarded we are all of the time. And now with 5G technology, as we're all inside, apparently, the only one of the businesses that has not stopped is the installation of 5G towers. And the, my understanding is that 5G is um, also, it's pulsing, right? It's constantly pulsing and they say, well, we need to have it closer to you Instead of a cell phone tower, you know, a few miles away, we need to have these 5G towers really kind of close to you in order to work. And it's the best thing since sliced bread. Ow. I don't think so.
1: That is correct. 5- 5G, no, 5G is, is very directional uh, in order for it to be strong enough to do what they want it to do, which is download movies much, much faster and have communications much, much faster. Uh, the antenna has to be. Within 600 feet or less of your house, and so they're putting up millions of additional towers because right now a lot of people have very good reception on their cell phones. I call them uh, your cancer-causing devices. That's my, the way I refer to them, uh, but they have very good reception on them, and the closest tower might be three miles, three miles away. Now it's going to have to be, you know, uh, three or four hundred feet away instead of putting them absolutely everywhere. So you know, in order to be safe from that. Um, you know, you're going to have to, number one, you're going to have to buy a good, either U.S. or a U.K. or someplace else in Europe or Canadian-made microwave meter. The one I just showed is the least expensive, really good one. The the, the other really good ones are made by Gigahertz Corporation in Germany, but that's like $1,000. This can one is you, just as good, and it only costs about 380
0: Can you say what the name is again of that meter?
1: Sure. It's made by Self SAFE living technologies and their website is s for safe l for living t for technologies slt.co dot dot .co for company slt.co and it's called the safe and sound pro and it's uh, right around $400 and it's just as accurate and uh, tested you know as the uh, much much more expensive ones in germany so if you have one of those and you walk around your house, now you know what's going on. If you had your cell phone on, you can see that you know maybe it's, uh, maybe it's an airplane mode. Maybe it's not doing much now. Then all of a sudden, it jumps up to 10,000. Well, why did it do that? Well, because Wi-Fi is no longer turned off in airplane mode. Well, wait a minute. Wi-Fi used to be turned off in airplane mode. Yes, but now the airlines don't want to have to have screens on the back of every seat because that costs them an extra bunch of $100,000 on a new plane. They would rather you just have to watch all of the movies on your own iPad or laptop, you know, or, or smartphone. And so they put Wi-Fi in and therefore all of the cell phones, when they started updating a couple of years ago, the uh, phones would no longer turn off Wi-Fi in airplane mode. Because you have to have it in airplane mode up on the airplane, but they want you to be able to receive their Wi-Fi signal. So your phone is no longer safe now when it's in airplane mode. Now it has to be turned off.
0: It is. Is it safe when it's turned off? Off, like com, like when you shut down the power. Is it safe, or is it? Do you know if it's still emitting some weird, evil little signal?
1: <laughs> Apparently, it depends on the phone because. The, the uh, uh, police agencies, you know, uh, CIA, FBI, whoever they are, they want to be able to turn on your phone and uh, either monitor you if they get maybe a search warrant. They want to be able to ping it and see where you are. Uh, and so a lot of them are not really totally off. They're still sending out signals to the GPS satellites to see where they are. So the only way I would ever be able to answer the question for somebody of whether their particular cell phone is totally safe when it's off is if I have their cell phone, I stuck it on my, on my desk or someplace in my house, I put on the Safe and Sound Pro, and Safe and Sound Pro has three different readouts on it. So one of them tells you what it's seeing right now. That's the top one. The next one tells you what the highest signal it has seen since you turned it on. And then the bottom one tells you the average, which I don't care about. So I could turn it on, walk out of the room for 10 minutes, go do some other stuff in my house somewhere, then come back in and see whether during that 10 minutes it ever sent out a pulse, and if so, how high it was. It's one of the things I like about the safe and sound pro, that it locks in the highest thing it's seen since you turn it on. That's the only way I would know. Now, there is a company, and I'm hoping that this thing comes out pretty soon. There is a company called MUDITA, M-U-D-I-T-A. Mudita.com. See if I can have this thing show up up there. Yeah, Mudita, free yourself. Uh, and they have developed a very safe telephone. Um, and they uh, wanted to make it as safe as possible, but still be able to at least do some of the things that people want. So it will be a regular phone, a cell phone. You can walk around with it. Um, it will be able to text. Uh, It will not be able to access the internet because you can't do that safely. It's impossible now You're getting all the radiation. It's bad for you So it will be for regular and cell phone and they have told me that when it comes out toward the end of this year that they found a way I have no idea how they found a way to make it legal where it can clone your phone number So in other words, it will be the same phone number you already have It will be able to be ordered for whichever network you're on so you don't have to change anything and that way, you're walking around with a safe phone where you can send and receive texts, that it's doing very little harm. And if you have to, absolutely have to get on the web for something, and it's worth you doing that, for me, it's not worth it. I'll wait until I get home and I have my wired computer, but it's worth you doing it, then you could turn that off, turn on your cancer causing phone, and get on the web. Wow.
0: Mudita, you know, Mudita. That's so interesting. I have, um, well, I have a a tattoo that is um, in Sanskrit and it's mudita, which is my understanding. The translation of mudita is happiness and joy for other people's success, for other people's happiness. It's basically saying, I'm so happy that you're happy. I'm so happy that you're successful. I like good. the name of that, Mudita. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out yeah. for that. That's an awesome, and that would make an awesome holiday gift for people, right? Something that's, that's yes. safe.
1: Yeah, that yeah. would make an awesome holiday holiday gift. So, so one of the four frequencies that you can test for is microwave. And I consider that one for most people to be the most harmful because you can be being hurt by the microwave frequencies from the router that's 50 feet away from you, uh, from the cell phone that's in the other room, because they're transmitting. So that's the one that I think is the most important If people want to see. And you can't know without the cell phone, w- w- without that that meter, uh, some, some meter. I mean, to give you an example, uh, I visited my best friend in New York, in New Jersey uh, last year, and I brought the meter with me so I could show him and walk around his house. And I was in his uh, basement, which is where he has his office, and I turned it on, and it Jumped up to about a hundred thousand. There's no place in my house over fifty, not fifty thousand, fifty. Yeah. And in his in his office, it was hundred thousand. And I said, uh, "What do you have that's transmitting here?" He said, "Well, that's 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 weird." He said, "My cell phone's upstairs. Uh, I've got a corded landline here." I said, "So there's no Wi-Fi unit in in the in the vicinity, and like you know, like twenty feet." He said, "Well, there's a Wi-Fi unit about ten feet on the other side of this wall." <laughs> Uh, but that's the one that's hardwired. It's not turned on. It's it's only wired. And I went, really, show it to me. So I grab my meter. I walk into the other room. I walk up to the Wi-Fi unit, and it's putting out 150,000 microwatts. And he went, that's impossible. I have it turned. I have the Wi-Fi portion turned off. I said, you think you have it turned off, but it's not off. And so we go back into his office. He goes into his computer. He brings up. That Wi-Fi unit on the little tech support stuff, and it says Wi-Fi off. I said, well, it's lying to you. My meter says <laughs> it's lying. So, so he says, so what the hell am I supposed to do? How, I mean, what do I do? I said, well, let's give a try. Go ahead and click it back on again and put a check mark in there and turn it back on again. And then turn it back off again. So he turned it on and turned it off. And now I walk into the other room, and now it's reading zero. So it was lying to him. He thought it was off for all these years, and it was on. He said, how does that happen? I said, I can tell you how it happens because it happened to me in my house. I was showing somebody something on my laptop, and my laptop, like everybody's laptop, has a little screen on there where it shows you all the Wi-Fi connections in the area. Yes. And I clicked on it to bring all those connections up, and... And None of them were more than one bar because the closest one was 100 feet away at my neighbor because I don't have one. But this time I showed it and there was one that was all the way up to five bars and it was the name that I gave my Wi-Fi unit. And I went, what? That doesn't belong here. So I went into it through the computer like my friend did, turned it off, and it dropped back down to zero. So I called up The company that makes my particular Wi-Fi unit, there are two or three companies that make the routers. I called them up and I said, "Uh, how does this turn itself on when I had it turned off? And they went, well, in order to be able to keep up to date with all the current technology, just like your cell phone, it very often auto-updates its program. It's not supposed to change your settings when it does that, but it often does. We've heard it before. You're not the first person to tell us that. So now once a month or so I check and make sure that it's still off.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) I love, and can I say too, I love that when you have a, um, a patient, when you have a, a client that comes to your office, I love that you have that meter sitting there because it is a, an incredible way of making us aware because it's silent, right? We don't see it. We don't see the damage to our cells. We don't smell it. We have no idea because it's invisible, but it is having an effect on us. And is it, it's not surprising that we have such an alarming, you know, amount of people with different cancers, you know, brain cancers. We had when people were holding the phone up to their head, we had so many people having um, brain cancer issues, and yet nobody wants to take responsibility for it as far as the, uh, the phone companies. I think the cat's out of the bag, way, way, way out of the bag on that. And now with 5G, we do know there's some pushback. Um, some countries and some different um, cities and small places are pushing back but it seems to be inevitable because they're, they're so hard. They're pushing it so hard and so fast. And that always makes my little conspiratorial mind go, why? Why are you spending billions of dollars? It's not just so we can upload a movie faster, <laughs> David. Why? I feel like, I feel like the, what? frog. you know, the frog in the water story, you know, the frog in the water um the frog in the water they heat up the water a little bit it's like a nice bath and it's like comfortable and it's heated up and it's heated up and it's small steps right these little steps and then all of a sudden this frog realizes he's frog soup because the water is boiling and he can't do anything about it i feel like we're that frog david
1: and it's it's, it's actually much more uh appropriate to humans because somebody decided after hearing that to try that and found out that that was a myth it's not true the frog will jump out of the water before it gets too hot. But it's a nice story. But yeah. with us, it's, it's an actually analogy. true because yeah. yeah, it keeps on going and going and going and going, and people don't realize what's happening. And people think that we're being protected by our governments, which we're not. Uh, and it's 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 really there is so much research. When somebody says, "Oh, but there isn't any research on," oh my God, you can go to some of the some of the better websites, and there's hundreds of published studies showing how bad the stuff is. Uh, at the EMF conference I was at. One of the people during one of the sessions asked, uh, I don't remember which of the uh, experts was up there. I think it was one of the two that I I actually know, Magda Havas uh, and Dr. Deborah Davis, uh, asked, have you tested uh, either hybrid cars or electric cars? And they said, yes, we have tested hybrids and we've tested electrics and their electric fields are high enough that we would never own one. And uh, they followed that up by saying, and we don't know whether they could shield them well enough that they would be much less dangerous. But since the public doesn't know they're a problem, there is no impetus for them to spend the money to do all that technology and shield them. And so therefore, I will not own an electric car. We do not have any hybrids. I mean, I'm a little weird. My, my car uh, only has one computer. All the new ones have about eight. Uh, my car is a 1995 and it currently, the last time I looked, had 314,000 miles on it, uh, and it still has the original engine because I keep it in great shape. But, uh, you know, the idea of all of this stuff that's in cars, it just, everything is going higher and higher and higher, and people don't realize how bad it is. But one one uh, one of the lecturers, one of the scientists made a comment, and I'd never heard anybody use this logic. I liked the logic. So now, in my lectures, in my class, I add this in, and what I don't even remember if it was a man or a woman, but what they said was, so, uh, do you leave the oven in your house, let's say that you use your oven maybe once a day to uh, bake something, or once a day to cook vegetables, do you leave your oven on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so that the second you need it, it will already be up to temperature, and of course, everybody's going, what the heck, kind of a stupid question of that, of course, we don't leave our oven on, and then he said, and do you leave your car? idling outside your house if you're in a safe area where it won't be stolen so you won't have to worry about starting especially during the winter so that it stays warm you leave it idling the whole time and of course everybody's saying why the hell would i ever be able to do that he says okay so you don't leave your oven on 24 hours a day even though it wouldn't hurt you all it would do is use up some of your money you don't leave your car idling 24 hours a day even though it wouldn't hurt you, it would use it was only use up some of your money. But you leave on your cell phone, sitting in the house 24 hours a day, even when you're asleep and you're never gonna use it, you leave your wifi on 24 hours a day, irradiating everybody in the house and hurting you, even though you're not gonna use it. That's really stupid. You all need to go to Homebase, Home Depot, uh, Dixie Line Lumber, Ace Hardware, whatever's in your area, pick up one of these timers, that you can plug your router into, set the little you know, dinguses on there. So at the time at which everybody goes to sleep, automatically it turns off because you're never going to remember. You'll be in bed and go, oh, I don't want to get out of bed and turn it off. It's so cold. Set it, so it automatically yes. turns right. it off. So, right. So at least for the seven to eight hours that you're asleep, you're not being irradiated. And at least that's a benefit. Uh.
0: Oh my God. Okay. We're doing that here. You know what I did one time, David? And it was the best feeling in the world. I remember I was living in San Diego. Um, I went to college there. I went to San Diego State University. And shortly after I had graduated, I was in a small little house, like a guest house. And I don't know what even made me think about this, but maybe it was i had seen a lecture or or read something about the fact that also we are constantly surrounded by electricity just because your lamp is turned off it doesn't mean that there's not an electrical current that's going you know through it because it's plugged in it's there's a charge yep. but but when you think about it like we're surrounded in a cage of electrical wires and everything that's plugged in it doesn't matter whatever is plugged in. If it's a, if it's a lamp or if it's a, you know, a heater that's turned off, it's still got an electricity, right? So I went to the, you know, your, uh, your power, uh, switches, your, your box, your, your, the, whatever that electrical box, the circuit breaker. I went to the circuit breaker and I turned everything off. I mean, everything. So my refrigerator wasn't, um, you know, (laughs) wasn't cooling, Um, There was no electricity. And immediately my energy field went, ah. And then when I went to sleep, I had the best sleep. And I didn't realize, you don't realize what's happening to your body until you don't have it. It's kind of like going to Hawaii, you know, and sitting on a beach and going, oh my God. I really need this. I need the sunshine and the water and the cool breeze. When you turn off from the circuit breaker all of the electricity that's in your cage house, and I couldn't believe how how good I felt. Now I don't know what that does if you can do that all the time, and what that I don't I haven't a clue if that that, if that raises your rates. I don't know, but it makes me want to do that now again to the well, house.
1: The, the, uh, the, the, the professionals that uh, do this kind of work, they're called BAU biologists, B-A-U biologists. And it started in Germany, the Biology Institute. And uh, they will, In Germany, uh, they know about this. Here, you know, you'd have to have been told about it. When they design a house, if they're trying to design the house to be safe, they set the house up so that the bedrooms don't have any wires going through the wall to supply power to any other room except the bedroom. Therefore, you can turn off the circuit breakers that are going to the the lights and the outlets, the receptacles in that bedroom, and not worry that you're also turning off your refrigerator or your security lights. And so they set them up on um, uh, relays where somebody can throw a switch in the bedroom and it turns off the circuit breaker back in the panel before you go to bed. And so now you're now in a in a box that no longer has active wires in all four walls and the floor and the ceiling, but you have to wire the house that way because otherwise there are wires that are going past there into other areas. Those have to be done differently. So that's all a possibility. And when I said there are four different types of electric fields to measure, one of them is the microwave field for the meter I showed. A second is called dirty electricity. And those are frequencies that we don't need that are not part of what we are using when we're plugging some appliance in, but they're sort of tagging along on our electric lines. They got put there by other devices that were simply powered up. They're not needed, and it's called dirty electricity. You'd need an oscilloscope to see it, but there are meters from the two companies that make different devices that can help you to remove the dirty electricity. One of them is called uh, Green Wave. They're called Green Wave Filters. And the other is called Stetzer, which is Stetzer Electric. Both of them have dirty electricity meters that you can plug into an outlet and see how much dirty electricity there is and put these devices in to ground it off. So number two is dirty electricity. And number three and number four are electric fields and electromagnetic fields that are not transmitting. So it's not something that's sending a signal to your cell phone or to a tower you know, two miles away. It's just bringing electricity into, like you said, to your lamp or to your heater, and if it's sitting there and not going anywhere because your lamp is not turned on, then it transmits an electric field. If you turn your lamp on, and now it's going back and forth 60 times a second, now it's an electromagnetic field. Those are two different meters, an electric field meter and electromagnetic field meter, although usually there's a switch and you can uh, turn both of them on the same, uh, same unit. On my website, there's a lecture I did at the Encinitas Library, Where I went over EMFs, uh, they asked me to come up and give this a couple months after the EMF conference. And so I talk about a lot of that. And anybody can go to my YouTube channel. Um, If you go to my website and just click on where it says, David, get off YouTube, it brings you right to my YouTube channel. And scroll through all the stuff until you see Encinitas Library EMF lecture. And you can listen to a whole bunch of stuff I did there. There's a movie that came out about maybe two years ago called Generation Zapped that's us we're the generation that's always being zapped so they've got a whole bunch of stuff on on that yeah great movie there's another one called take back your power and that goes over the power grid and the uh, smart meters and they're supposed to be making a couple of new movies this year which will go into it even in more depth but people need to understand that there is a lot of published research we do know how bad this stuff is and it's not being told and you can go to my website to the EMF section and just watch you know watch a bunch of the videos by some of the world experts and learn it's worthwhile
0: oh so i i wholeheartedly um agree and yes generation zapped is a is a really powerful and you know what also it's it's important with you know we have teenagers and they are on their devices um constantly and so i think that might be a good um Home, it might be a good movie night uh, program to watch with them just to make them aware so that they're just, they're conscious because they're not, they just, you know, they want to be social. They want to be with their friends. They want to see what's going on. And um, especially when there's peer pressure and everybody else is doing it right. <clears throat> it's something that, that, um, that they, they don't really consider. And we don't as parents consider it either. We give them a phone because we're like, well, you know we want them to make sure that they're connected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh know, my God. Of course,
1: would you would you like to would you like to increase your risk of brain cancer as you get older by maybe three or four hundred percent or an autoimmune disease or a neurological addition? Uh, real easy. Just sleep with your cell phone under your pillow. Yeah
0: well, uh, we're going to be changing that tonight. <laughs> So David, so there's this um, okay. So there's this little thing called um, COVID-19 and coronavirus, and apparently it's shut down the entire world economy, and it's really um, actually also given a lot of heads of state and governments a lot of power over everything. (laughs) And um, there are people that are that are suffering different um, different different issues. Uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on this uh, world that we're in right now and, uh, and what you're recommending to people, the best ways to, um, to help increase and boost their immune system. Because obviously two people are stressed and stress takes a huge toll on your immune system. But what's your thoughts on, sure. on this? What's your thoughts on this whole thing, David?
1: Well, is, is the best way to prevent getting wet when it's raining to stay home? No is the best way to prevent your house being flooded every time it rains uh, to uh, just, you know, maybe find some other house someplace and go into one that doesn't, no, get a better roof. So, So you have to make sure that what you're doing is correct for what's going on. And whether or not you get some kind of illness that has to do with a pathogen, which would be either a bacteria, a virus, or a fungus, is always going to be predominantly dependent, not on whether you're exposed to it, but on the functioning level of your immune system. And all of the immunologists know that, uh, but nobody is talking about it. They're, you know, shelter in place and quarantine. No, 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 no. We don't want to do and that. You don't know where this virus is. It's going to be yeah. everywhere. Yeah, well, well, right, yeah, well, well, wear, wear a mask, which of course will reduce your lung function, reduce the oxygenation of your blood and bring your immune system down. So, number one is improving your immune function, which is actually fairly easy, although you have to know what to do and be willing. So, that's the reason that about two months ago or so, I put up a five or six minute video on my YouTube channel on improving your immune system. And then I realized that YouTube is pulling all these videos off if you talk about anything. So, I also have it on my own website in the COVID 19 area. But the two things that are most important are number one, not to eat food which reduces your immunity and number 2 to take the nutrients that improve your immunity so very simple what foods do we absolutely know for a fact reduce immune function and that's very easy that's every single type of sugar and every single type of food which the body turns into sugar and therefore it raises the sugar because it's turned it into it so that's three categories that's sugar starch and alcohol I call them sabotage foods, I give them a name. Sugar, starch, and alcohol. The more you can remove those, the more your immune system goes up. And people, wait, wait, why does sugar reduce your immune system? Why why does starch mean if I eat a piece of bread, my immune system is gonna be depressed? Yes, for how long? Four to six hours. How do we know that? Because they took blood samples from people, and they looked at how well the immune cells, one of which is called a macrophage, is doing its job. And then they give that person maybe two teaspoons of sugar, okay? There's 14 teaspoons of sugar in one can of most soda pops. They give them two teaspoons of sugar. One piece of bread, your body will turn into four or five teaspoons of sugar. One piece of fruit has got more than four or five teaspoons of sugar. So they take a look, and for the next four to six hours, your macrophages aren't doing their job as well. Same thing with alcohol. So we know that alcohol, sugars, and starch depress your immune system for four to six hours, and I don't know very many people, except for my patients and my students, that don't have either alcohol, starch, or sugar, or two or three of those, at every single meal. So that means well, the only lockdown, time your immune system is working yeah, a little bit
0: better. In lockdown with children, most, most people are like, you know what? Mommy needs wine.
1: <laughs> mommy needs some wine. Well, but, mommy needs yeah. wine, and we, and, we want, and we want to make the kids uh, be quiet, so let's give them something they like. You know, like candy and cake and cookies,
0: and and bread so because reduce, bread is a comfort reduce. food. Yeah, so we're we're having bread. We're having bread like, is a comfort food. Let's have a nice sourdough bread with a glass of wine, which is like our, my diet. That's why I'm gaining weight too.
1: <laughs> but, oh yeah, good weight gain food. And oh weight, my gosh, because of weight the Weight sugar- gain foods, diabetes foods, immune suppressing foods, cancer causing foods, feeds the cancer cells. So number one is as much as you're willing to bring down the starch, sugar, and alcohol, I, we basically don't eat starch, sugar, and alcohol. Um, and there are plenty of healthy sweeteners out there. If you want something sweet, you sweeten it with Lohan or Yacon syrup or Stevia, which most people mispronounce as Stevia. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is that of all the nutrients that have been studied. There are three nutrients that have the most research on their ability to support better immunity. And that if we don't get enough of, our immune system is not working as well. Number one, which nobody is talking about at all, nobody said it all, number one is vitamin A. And vitamin A doesn't exist in the plant kingdom. Vitamin A is only in animals. There is no vitamin A in carrots. Carrots have beta carotene. And maybe your body might convert a little bit up to vitamin A. Vitamin A is in large quantities only in vitamin A supplements and in the liver of fish and birds and animals. So it's in, it's in liver. Um, so vitamin A needs to be brought up. You know, everybody should be taking at least 10,000 IU international units a day. Uh, the second and the third are about equal. They work very differently, uh, but they're equal to one another. I call vitamin A number one. And then a tie for second place is vitamin D3. And vitamin C. The difference is that vitamin A and vitamin D are both fat based nutrients or sometimes called fat soluble nutrients, and therefore you can take your dose once a day and it'll stay in your body all day. Vitamin C is a water soluble nutrient, and so if you want a decent level in your body, you have to at least take it with breakfast and dinner, or better off, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if somebody says, I'm only eating two meals a day, fine, vitamin C does not have to be taken with food the others should be. So if you take at least 500 milligrams three times a day, better yet a thousand, and unless you're one of these super sensitive people, where if you take three thousand thousand milligrams three times a day, you happen to get loose stool, all right, maybe you'll have to take a little bit less. But for most people, that's a low dose. The people call it a high dose because their doctor wasn't trained in clinical nutrition. If you talk to any of the people that are researching vitamin C, they'd say, you're saying that a thousand milligrams three times a day is a high dose? Ah, uh, you must not know the research. A high dose would be five thousand milligrams, six or seven times a day. So you know, three thousand milligrams a day isn't even a high dose. But uh, I always tell people, you want your immune system working better, make sure you're getting ten thousand international units of vitamin A a day, and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C three times a day, with or without food. The other should be with food, and vitamin D. I can't tell you how much you need. Because everybody's body uses totally different amounts of D. You've got to tell your doctor, get me a vitamin D test. It's called 25-OH vitamin D. Uh, If you're in the United States and your doctor won't order it for you for free under your health plan, then either go to grassrootshealth.net and go to order tests and order it on yourself. Or go to directlabs.com or walkinlabs.com and order it on yourself. It will cost you a whopping 50 to $75 and take a look at your vitamin D level on that test, 25 OH vitamin D. If your vitamin D is not between 60 and 80, and if we're being viewed outside of this country, then that's different because I'm giving you a U.S. number, 60 to 80 nanograms NG per milliliter ML. But if you're in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, or any other place all over Europe, they don't use nanograms per milliliter, they use nanomoles per liter. So instead of N-G-M-L, you would say uh, N-M-L for nanomoles per liter, that's a different number. So instead of being between 60 and 80, now I want you to be between 150 and 200. So you gotta check all that. And your doctor wasn't given this information. I've gotten so mad just in this last week. I've had two patients that came into my office I always say, please bring me any lab test you've done. And these two women came in for their appointments. One of them gave me her lab test. And she said, I stopped my vitamin D because my doctor said it was too high. And I'm looking at her lab test. And her lab test says, vitamin D, normal range, 30 to 100. Yes, that's the normal range. It's not the healthy range. Healthy range is 60 to 80. Normal to the rest of the population, right? (laughs) Right. Normal range was 30 to 100. And I I look at the test results for her range, and this woman's range was 73. So that's perfect. That's right where I want it, between 60 and 80, and she's at 73. It's also within the normal range, which is 30 to 100. And her doctor said, stop your vitamin D, it's too high." And I said, what part of between 30 and 100 makes 73 too high?" She said, I don't know. I didn't look. She just said, stop it. So I've stopped it. I said, good. Now start it back up again. And I've had two different patients whose doctors looked at their tests. Both of them were in the normal range, printed on the U.S. lab report, and both of their doctors told them, "Stop taking your D. It's too high." And one of them said it was because it was higher than his other patients.
0: So oh. one of the women,
1: she just said, Stop, "It's too high." The other doctor said, "It's higher than my other patients." So I said, so basically your doctor wants you to be as unhealthy as his other patients. Wrong.
0: <laughs> well, and especially since with, D, with D3, the majority of the population is way under, because no, nobody's telling you, nobody's talking about D3. Nobody mentions, nobody ever says anything about vitamin A, which means to me, and also it's very hard to get. Like I, I was just looking, because I've spoken to you about this before and I was looking online for some vitamin A resources and there's nothing. There's tons of vitamin C, although I know there's different kinds of vitamin C. That's another question I want to ask you. Like I've heard of Ester C, is that is that a particular brand or is that a particular quality of a C?
1: Uh, Esther C is a brand. Okay. Um, and uh, they, they Ester C put out a whole bunch of hype making it sound like they're Vitamin C was better than others, uh, which has been proven to not be true. They were actually lying. Um, And ester C is calcium ascorbate. So they've bound the vitamin C molecule to a calcium molecule. Too much calcium causes heart disease. So I don't want somebody, I actually don't want somebody taking ester C. I would like them to take either regular ascorbic acid or one of the forms of liposomal C or one of the forms where it's esterified to multiple different minerals. So for example, um, Da Vinci Labs has something called Potency and Source Naturals has something called Ultimate Ascorbate. And these are where they bind the ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, to some magnesium and some calcium and some zinc. So it's got zinc ascorbate, magnesium ascorbate, calcium ascorbate, potassium ascorbate, not all calcium, that's too much calcium.
0: Gotcha. And, um, and so how do we get the vitamin A, uh, n- 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 that would be in a supplement that we f- can find that, that is, um, 10,000 IUs, um, per serving. Um, but are there yeah, probably, the, probably
1: the largest, uh, that, well, the only food source is liver. So for those people that like liver, which is, you know, that many, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we liver, but most people don't, you know, if you eat a portion of liver, so maybe you eat eight ounces of liver and that's your meat for that particular night, that yeah. eight ounces of liver, depending whether it's beef liver, lamb liver, chicken liver, turkey liver, that eight ounces of liver will supply between 60 and 80,000 units of vitamin A and that'll be enough for the next you know, week or two. But otherwise, probably the company that has, uh, that's that's got the, the, the biggest well-known reputation uh, for good supplements that has A, is Carlson, C R L S O N Carlson Laboratories. And they've got an A10,000, natural A10,000. If you take a look at the back to see where the A came from, which I want people to do, it says from fish liver oil and retinal palmitates. That's a nice natural vitamin A. They've got one that's A10,000, and they've got one that's A10,000 with, and the 10,000 is IU, international units. And I have to say that now, because the FDA is changing their units of measure. They're using micrograms and other different things. When I'm giving a number for A, I'm giving you the number in IU international units. And they also have another one that's 10,000 IU of A, but it also has 400 uh, IU of vitamin D. And that's fine. A little extra D isn't going to hurt anybody. So either of those two, one a day, at least will make you not be too deficient. And I've got thousands of patients and probably hundreds of thousands of my students that take one of their 10,000 vitamin A's every day and have for years and years and years and years.
0: David, how come we haven't heard of a vitamin A? How come our, how come our physicians and um, the world hasn't talked about vitamin A? Cause I noticed that's your number one in, in relation to keeping our immune system healthy. Um, you know, and I know with vitamin D and D3, sunshine is a great source of vitamin D, but we need that extra, that D3. I know that. But with vitamin A, how come we don't know about this?
1: Well, you know, how come we don't know that fluoride in your water has never been proven to reduce tooth decay, but it does raise hip fracture rate and cancer rate? How come we don't know all the research on uh, how damaging uh, aspartame is, NutraSweet? How come we don't know that it massively increased brain cancer and neurological problems? How come? Because the money is on the wrong side of the issue. If you ask a hundred doctors name a vitamin that you were taught something about in medical school. Many of them will say, the only thing I remember is that vitamin A is toxic. And of course, yeah, if you took some horrendous amount, like maybe a half a million units for a few days, uh, you might get dry skin and some headaches.
0: Everything Um, is toxic. If you took a hundred
1: thousand units a day, (laughs) Yeah, so that, that's, what, that's what they remember. I mean, I have pay patients that come in and they happen to have a doctor that said, yeah, you said you were going to see this nutrition professional. What, what does he have you taking? And they're too, too silly. They're too, um, they, they don't want to be forward and tell the doctor, uh, I, I don't see anything on your, on your wall that says that you're an expert in nutrition. Why do you want to know what nutrients I'm taking? So instead they just, they just want to be nice and they tell the doctor, and the doctor goes, I don't know about those other things. They're just wasting your money. But stop taking the vitamin A. It might be harmful. That's because that's all the doctor remembers. But if you actually look in the doctor's book. He's going to get the book. And the doctor's book the doctor's book is the Merck Manual. Every doctor has a copy of the Merck Manual from Merck Pharmaceuticals. Merck Pharmaceuticals. And if you, open, uh. yep, if, you, <laughs> if you open up the doctor's book to hypervitaminosis A in other words overdose of vitamin A and you take a look and it says that acute vitamin A toxicity that means you're taking so much that it's caused a problem shortly soon because chronic means you've been doing it for a long time acute means it happened fast acute vitamin A toxicity in children because they weigh less than we do right may because it might not may result from taking large doses of over 300,000 international units, usually <gasps> accidentally. So they don't even, they don't even remember of- the amounts. Right, they don't even remember how much you'd have to take according to their manual for there to be a problem. They just go, oh yeah, vitamin A can be a problem. It's nonsense.
0: David, that's silly. <laughs> and you think about it too so many things that that the medical professionals are we what we do to people now in in a few years we're going to look back and go i can't believe we did that i can't believe that we radiated people we gave them cancer to, in order to stop the cancer i can't believe that we shot them full of vaccines that had you know preservatives and metals Ooh, okay. Oh my goodness. Um we are we are close <laughs> to wrapping out of time and I could talk to you forever. So first of all, I want to have you back on out of the box because we're only okay. just talking about uh, you know, we talked about of course EMFs and um 5G, dirty electricity, and just starting to get into this hole with COVID-19. How what we can do to um to boost our immune system, which is absolutely critical right now. So this has been extremely valuable, but I would love to have you come back on because um, we could talk and talk and talk about so many things. But why don't you let uh, let our listeners and our viewers know the best way to reach you and how they can access the COVID-19 area on your, on your website. Where do they go?
1: Okay. So the easiest way to get to my website is by just using my name. Uh, everybody can spell David. Uh, there's only one spelling of David. That's real easy. Uh, but for some reason, people don't quite believe that somebody's name could be off, And so they misspell it all the time. It is just, it's just off. Leave it alone. G-E-T-O-F-F. com will redirect you to my website because the website is naturopath for you. But people spell naturopath wrong and they, they want to know is it the number four, is f- it F-O-U-R, yeah. is it F-O-R? Is it the letter U, is it Y-O-U? So just put in davidgetoff.com, it'll send you there immediately. Right up on top and front on the right hand side, it says COVID-19. And because there's a lot of stuff going on with vaccines and they're trying to get us you know, ready and, wait, and they want us to desire this vaccine. So there's also a whole bunch of stuff in the vaccine section of my website. There's actually a video that I just heard two hours ago uh, where somebody interviewed a woman named Dolores Cahill. And it's one of the uh, it's one of the most packed with really important information I've heard from a legitimate scientist recently. And so I've just grabbed that and I've uploaded it to my webmaster. And that will be added uh, to both my COVID-19 area, probably in the vaccine area. Um, I, I've, a little while ago, I realized a lot of people don't know my, my website. They don't know me but people go on YouTube and they search YouTube. So I said, okay, let me take my YouTube channel that I set up years and years ago, and let me start putting the COVID information up on my YouTube channel. I didn't realize back then, two months ago, that YouTube doesn't want anybody to know the stuff that works. They just want you to know the stuff that doesn't work. And so if you talk about vitamin C or any problem, they pull it off. So I've now had three different things pulled off of YouTube, Anytime, anything, I mean, even even the doctors, MDs, medical doctors are going over stuff. Scientists are going over stuff. And if it's not what mainstream is telling you, even if mainstream is wrong, they're pulling it off of YouTube. So wow. you know, I've stopped putting COVID stuff on my YouTube channel. COVID stuff is no longer going on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's all going on my website.
0: Well, you know, this will be a health and nutrition video on YouTube and a podcast on YouTube and we are talking about health and wellness on YouTube. We'll have some keywords in there, but all of the all of the links uh to your website will be listed in the YouTube version of this but also in the um audio on the podcast version. They'll be all clickable links so people can can definitely uh go to your website and check out your covid nineteen area and your vaccine uh area as well. I am very concerned about this as well um this ramp up and almost like this threat like if you want to get back to normal if you want to go get your hair done at the hairdresser if you want to fly a plane you're going to take this vaccine because if you don't you can't do those things
1: which is I'm like not, i'm not taking any vaccine forget about it. now now uh, robert kennedy uh who's a great uh, crusader for the truth robert kennedy jr uh he did a two Hour and fifteen minute interview with an organization I'd never heard of called Valuetainment, and I watched the interview and it was so fantastic that I put it in the vaccine area of my website. And then I went, how many people are going to watch the two hours and fifteen minutes? So I watched the whole video, and every time there was a segment there that had something really important, so like seven minutes on what you need to know about the upcoming vaccine, I pulled that out and I put that up separately. And I did a whole bunch of those. So I had. For two weeks, two weeks, uh, the seven minutes on what you need to know about the COVID virus vaccine. It was on my YouTube channel for two weeks. YouTube pulled it off yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but they're all in the Robert Kennedy interview section in the vaccine area of my website.
0: Okay, so that's where we're sending people. We're sending people to your website. You know what? It's like Orwell. It's like 1984. I freaking... I can't believe what they're doing, but um, there's a lot of people that are waking up, David, and that's the best part about this, is that if you go to, have you gone to Bill Gates, his um, Instagram page? If you wanna no. hoot, go to Bill Gates's Instagram page and look at any of his posts, his most recent post, He's, he's saying uh, he, he, how much he appreciates what the health workers are doing. And then another one is with him and Warren Buffett with his wife, Melissa. And the comments, hundreds of thousands of comments you i'm i'm not taking your gates vaccine your id chip you can take it you're burning hell bill gates and and then he removes he pays people to remove them right like tens of thousands of them and they come back and yeah. people are like you can erase us you can erase our comments but you can't get rid of us we keep coming back bill
1: so there's there's, there's a little uh there's a little video um, that was entitled, should we trust Bill Gates? And then it was an article on it. That's in the vaccine section of my website. It's a pretty good one.
0: Okay. I'm to mark that should we trust Bill Gates. <laughs> I'll leave that up to our wonderful listeners. <laughs> so much, David, I want to thank you again so very much. And for our, our, our wonderful viewers and listeners, Sure will have links to all of the uh, the, the references that David was making. We'll, we'll have those links, especially to his website. And again, my guest has been David Getoff, a uh, board-certified traditional naturopath and board-certified nutritionist. And he's just, um, he's wonderful. I consider you a master teacher to me. And I thank you again for, for educating us all. And I will, and we're shutting off the Wi-Fi tonight. We're shutting it down, babe. <laughs>
1: all right, David. Thank you so uh, very my much. My pleasure, and I'll happily be back.
0: All right, all right. And I want to thank you wonderful listeners and viewers for joining us. And uh, please share this on YouTube before they take it down. Share, share, share it as widely as you can. You can share it on your social media Um, you can share of course the audio version but the the video is so much better because it's so easy it's just all you got to do is share and like uh like and subscribe to this youtube channel as well so that you can be updated whenever we have a new show until next time oh and go to out of the box with christine.com if you like for more details about this program and until next time remember to always think outside that damn box bye for now Well, that wraps up another edition of Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. And it has been an absolute honor being with you today. For more information on this program, please visit outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you'd like to book a private coaching session on how to expand your business or how to create your own podcast, feel free to contact me directly at christineblasdale.com. That's christineblasdale.com. I would love to to help you navigate this journey called life until then remember as always to think outside that damn box bye for now